Hi, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, Bridging the Gap, Real Estate for Women. So true. You know, see, the thing is our self-worth, our self-actualization, our self-pityness or feeling good about our confidence, everything is built in this world from the people around us. But we need to bring that positivity back into ourselves so that we are feeling confident and making sure that people, when they give through things at us, you know, we take it in a good stance and say that, you know what, this should never bother me. Nothing bothers me at all. As a woman in real estate, I know firsthand that women are underrepresented and still tentatively venturing into real estate investing. While that is slowly changing, my goal is to propel it forward. We can do this. I am Atara Torsky, an attorney and real estate sponsor and investor from New York City. I am here today with a special guest, Vinny Chopra. Vinny is a real estate entrepreneur who has successfully completed 35 syndications and owns property valued at over $500 million. Vinny has his own property management company and has over 6,000 units under management, all from coming here with $7 in his pocket 40 years ago. Welcome, Vinny, to my show. How are you today? I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm doing awesome, Tara. How are you? I am doing great. And I'm, I'm really excited to have you. I'll tell you, I want to start with your name because I understand that you are not really always going by Vinny, but that people actually call you Mr. Smiles. And I love that. Tell me a little bit about the background of your name. Sure. You know, I just smile a lot. And when I came from India many, many years ago, 40, over 40 years back, you know, I was doing, in, I was in sales. And when I meet with the, my peers and everybody, when the awards were being given out, trophies and all those things, then they said, Vinny, you smile a lot. And one of these award functions, they took my middle name out, Kumar, which is means a prince, you know, Vinod Kumar Chopra. And they said, Vinny, my nickname, in parentheses, smile, Chopra. I said, oh my gosh, okay. So that's how it started many years back. So I had to really live up to that name. And that's what has happened over. Now I smile a lot. Even when I sleep, I smile. I cannot just not smile. <laughs> well, I mean, that's great because I think having a positive attitude and bringing joy to others around us, it's, it's half the battle in this life. Um, so let's start with your story because you have such a great and interesting story. You really came with nothing, with $7 in your pocket. I mean, when I say that out loud, I find that so unbelievable that you are where you are starting with literally nothing. So walk me back to, you know, the 40 years ago when you came from India. Sure. I'm a mechanical engineer and I always wanted to be one when I was in junior high school, high school. But then I wanted to do my master's in business administration. And my uncle was here on the... East Coast in Washington, D.C. area. So I went to school at George Washington University and did my MBA right near to New York, where you are. So that's when I got into marketing. And then during the summer months, we'll sell encyclopedias. What? Do door knocking. 
Yeah, door knocking and everything. An engineer converted into a salesperson, literally. In three summers, I sold around Atlanta, Virginia, Aiken, South Carolina. But when I graduated from George Washington, I said, oh, I need to get a full-time job. <laughs> wow. So yeah, of course. When I got into promotional consultant, motivational speaker, fundraiser. So my life has evolved in relationship building. So that's wow. where I have been for the rest of my life. And smile is something I really take pride in. And also in my digital pictures and everything, my signature for the last 40, over 40 years, I have always, always, always had my picture smiling plus my information. And, you know, how you present yourself to the outside is also reflective of how you feel inside. Yes. Um, it goes both ways, correct? So being able to smile for everyone really makes it easier for you to smile inside. And that's a great life lesson because, you know, life can sometimes be difficult with challenges and everyone has a journey and sometimes the journey isn't smooth. So being able to have joy inside um, that you're reflective outside, it, it really, it goes hand in hand with one another. And I think that able to be more successful when you're a happy person, right? Yeah, you know, like we say, you know, many times people, when they enter the room, they bring a lot of sunshine. And sometimes when people leave the room, they bring sunshine. I mean, it's up to us. So you need to decide who you want to be in this world. You want to bring it when you enter or when you leave. Yeah, when you're leaving, you know, and that's what it's all about because people around us have so many ups and downs and so many tribulations and stresses. So for us to really be a good person, I mean, you know, and we might have them too, ups and downs, but interaction with the people, it's so important that we bring our best put foot forward because they would like us, they listen to us and they want to converse with us if we bring our better part of our smiling energy, I call it, because everybody's got energy, but you've got to bring the energy so that they could be benefiting other people because the negative energy doesn't benefit other people at all. It doesn't. No, no. And it certainly doesn't benefit you. So I think that's important. So it sounds like you are a salesman from the get-go, right? You're selling door-to-door -door encyclopedias, which obviously, you know, anyone over the age of, um, you know, 30 might know about, but might not know about because that's not something that anyone does anymore, right? Um, I don't even know if people have encyclopedias in their home, but that was something that people actually did, just literally knocking on doors. Um, not everyone is so comfortable with that. So is that something that you felt like, yeah, I can do this. I can meet new people and I can sell them something that maybe they, they didn't even know they wanted to purchase? You know, that's a good point. I didn't know anything about anything because when I came my accent was very thick. It's still thick and people wouldn't understand me. It was just that avenue got into my lap and I said, you know, what the heck? Let me try. An engineer, you know, trying to go door to door and selling encyclopedias and Bibles even. I'm a Hindu, sold Bibles, cookbooks, children books, but I loved it. It was rejection at its peak, slamming of doors. I mean, I didn't know any better, but we were taught how to handle it. So that's what I find in life. You got to really be setting yourself up for getting outside the comfort zone. 
That's what my life has been. You got to really not be in a comfort zone, but get outside it. The company that trained me in one week, and they trained, used to train six to 7,000 college students only. That's all they worked with from Stanford all the way in California to MITs and Harvards and George Washington University, which I was at. But what they did was they gave me seven books, seven books at that time, Think and Grow Rich, Dale uh, Carnegie's book, How to Influence People and Win Friends, uh, Charlie Tremendous Jones, uh, Magic of Thinking Big by W.J. Schwartz. You name it. I have so many. I still have those books literally on my desk here. 44 years later, I kept them. But that's what shaped my life because my attitude got so strong, starting with the small, small thinking and doing that. And then so Vinny, in what, other words, were, were those books part of the training and how to sell? Is that what you're saying? They were. The Greatest Salesman in the World was the number one book. It still is over there in Amazon, I think somewhere. But the thing is, this prepares you how to interact with people, how to build confidence, how to set goals, how to work 13 hours a day. I used to work 13 hours, 80 hours a week, six days a week. That really turned me into just a different person, totally. You know, and I did it for three summers, not even one summer. I came back, brought more students in because you cannot beat that training. Wow. I, so I'm curious, can you tell our listeners, what is the most powerful lesson you learned about getting slammed? <laughs> you know, when the door slammed in your face, how did you pick yourself up to go to the next house? I'm so glad you're asking. That is the number one quality everybody should practice. It's taking rejection, not personally, but lightly. I say that because nobody is really giving us objection to, you know, disagree, you know, with who we are. It's just that at that point in time, they don't need the product or service or anything. But you've got to leave every prospect in a good frame of mind so that when they are ready to take our service, they'll call you. But you've got to leave Great, great impression with every interaction that you're doing. And that's what has propelled me. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I think it's important what you're saying. And I think it's important to also remember that when you're rejected and when people are, can often be rude about it, it's not about you. Maybe they're having a bad day and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you. You just happen to be there. And I think, you know, as a mom, I try to tell this to my children, you know, it's not always about you. And if you can learn that and really internalize that, you won't lose the confidence to keep moving forward. So true. You know, see, the thing is our self-worth, our self-actualization, our self pittiness or feeling good about our confidence, everything is built in this world from the people around us. But we need to bring that positivity back into ourselves so that we are feeling confident and making sure that people, when they give, throw things at us, you know, we take it in a good stance and say that, you know what, this should never bother me. Nothing bothers me at all. 
I mean, my wife tells me, we've been married 42 years. You know, negative things happen. They just go by this right wayside. That's great. I mean, that is the number one thing. Number one thing in this life, you can really be as positive as you want or as negative as you want. So I was going to just show this book. You know, positivity brings profitability because my wife said when I wrote my other book on syndication, she says, Vinnie, I've been married to you for so long. So put together a book with positivity because you are the most positive person, you know, I have met and all that. But I think we can make everybody's world a better world by being positive. And, yes. and, and then the thing is, you cannot be fake about it. But you got to really be looking at what's bothering you. What are the stresses and strains and all? Everybody's got those problems. But if you concentrate on positive side of the problem, you will be finding better solutions quicker, faster, and cheaply. I say that. But if you get immersed into it, you could get into depression, wastage, and unproductive. So it's up to us what we want to do with the situation. We all have stresses. Yes. So, you know, um, my podcast is really um, a vehicle to help women and empower them to bridge the gap and uh, get into the asset class of real estate, whether that's as an LP, a limited partner, whether it's more actively um, as a GP, which you don't do overnight. But I would really love to kind of um, get some really sound advice for women you know, who maybe have some disposable income, but have not, are not used to real estate. It seems so overwhelming. How are they going to figure out cash on cash and IRR? And what does that even mean? And who do they trust? And how do they find an operator? So maybe if you could share a little bit of your background story of you're selling these encyclopedias, but then you suddenly make the leap into real estate. Tell us a little about how that happened. Surely. Tara, what I did was when we got married 42 years back, we started investing in real estate, single family homes. So we've been kind of investing in those for over 40 years, let's say, yeah, or 39 years. But then it just light bulb came on in 2000s when I became a broker. I'm still a broker, but I don't sell or buy anything in California. The big thing is I just started to look into getting a duplex. I said, if I could get a duplex, if one side is vacant, my other side is still paying the mortgage. And then fourplex, and then eightplex, and then 14 units I bought for $180,000, I remember, mm. in Texas. So cheap. What year was that, Vinny? That was 2008 or nine. So wow. that's like almost 13 years back, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and that's how my beginning has been, you know, and then I bought $2.2 million deal, something, then I bought another $1.8 million deal and it just mushrooms. But then I do want to say, I know I wrote this book, <laughs> Apartment Syndication Made Easy, <laughs> but I should write another book, Apartment Syndication Not Made Easy. Because just like you said, it's got so many things if you're doing it solo. See, yes. you cannot really scale up fast enough because it's hard to get the deals flow coming, analyzing it, qualifying for loans, and then to be able to be the owner as a GP side. 
So I would say my humble opinion is one should start on the LP side, limited partner side, you know, find some good operators or syndicators, or even find some friends in your close circle because they're all around you. If you seek out, there are people right around you who will take you to the next path. That's so true. Well, you know, I'm a very firm believer um, that real estate really is a team sport um, and that if you partner smartly, you can really propel forward. And that's for women just getting into it, as you say, as a limited partner. It's also for GPs. The key is to pick the right partners um, because partnering is definitely like a marriage. And it can be fantastic when it works and horrible when it doesn't. <laughs> so I think I that that's really I, key. Yeah. So I would love to hear your take on partnership. And have you partnered with others? And were you tentative to do so? You know, I'm so glad you're saying, and I always now teach and talk on podcasts and all, never marry first deal. You should both be having a separate LLCs and then you join together if you are going to be partnering, just like dating, right? And marriage. So you got to really feel the people out first, you know, dating kind of like, and, you know, talk about, you know, meeting every week or every, you know, is twice or three times on Zoom meetings, all that. And then finding out a deal and structure and look at the goals, all those things. Let's say you get a deal together. It's nothing is asking you to get into a partnership at all. You come in with your LLC and the partner comes in with theirs. And now you're putting the deal together. After that deal is bought, let's see how you're running it. So I think there is room to be a partner or staying even two different LLCs and you could do separate deals. You could do two, three, four, five deals. And then you say, you know what? I think let's just join the business together 50-50. But you could change the ratios. What I like by having a property and then a structure where you could come in a separate, you could change the percentages. Yes, that's so true. If somebody's putting more effort, they could get higher percentage. If somebody's putting less, they could do less. Today, how are you going about, you know, I know the market is um, difficult in many ways as interest rates climb. How are you going about acquiring properties? Do you have a particular area that you like? Do you go where yes. the opportunity is? Totally. You know, I have bought 20 five assets actually now. I just bought the 25th one in Texas uh, just two weeks back, you know, near Houston in the Med Center. But I started from a very small duplex. I still own the duplex in Odessa, Texas. Oh, that old duplex from 40 years ago, you still own it? (laughs) I still have it. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. And then 14 unit, of course, we sold in a lot of them. But then I sold 12 assets or so in the Houston area, just sold the last one, but I just bought one, 63 million. Hold on. This little boy came from India with $7, you know, but you are able to really scale up through the power of other people's money, which is syndication. So that's what I teach also how to pool the money together around you so that you could buy bigger deals. 
So from $180,000 to have bought $52 million deals, now $63 million deal, I'm selling one in Austin for $63 million that I bought for $35 million just a year and a half back. It's ridiculous what's happening. But you know what? To all your audience, I want to say, get ready. Get ready with some equity and money because the buyer market is coming. Seller's market is ending or taking a shift downward with interest in, you know, interest rates going higher. So there'll be great opportunities coming in our lap. So be ready with the money. You know, in, in real estate, you're often a seller and a buyer. And you just have to understand, you know, you can't get paralyzed by the market conditions. You have to say, okay, I was a seller and I reaped the benefits and now I'm going to be a buyer and I'm going to reap those benefits um, and just move forward and be flexible and creative in your thinking. Um, so tell our audience, for anyone who doesn't really know what, what syndication means, how do you syndicate? Who do you syndicate with? How do you find those people? Surely, you know, I would say a terror like syndication in simplest way is to find like-minded people who have similar goals to like invest in, you know, could be apartments or hotels or commercial, whatever, right? Or even flipping homes or wholesaling. So it's the like-minded people you get together and then one person becomes a leader who have trained themselves or him, his or him, her, and then you're pulling the money together through SEC regulations, Securities and Exchange Commission, through a private placement memorandum is a document which is called, and attorneys are there to do all that for us. It's a legal structure to safeguard this investors. So I love this field. I've been in it for 15 years, at least close to 200 million or so, you know, just by myself. But starting from one investor, you know, first you sit down with somebody and you tell them, you know, what you're trying to do. And if they buy into the system, they will put their 50,000 or 25,000 or 75,000. So you can pull the money together to buy larger assets. That's all it does. Syndication give you a way to really get you to buy bigger assets, like a fourplex, eightplex, twelveplex, right? Did you start to syndicate with friends and family? Did you look elsewhere? Tell me how that started. Wonderful. You're so right. Now, just to not make it very difficult, but there are exemption D, regulation D, one is friends and family, like you just said, 506B as a boy, and where you deal with your family, friends, and I you know, say that in my academy, go towards the circle of friends from inside out, and you have so many people, your best, best, best investors are in your roller deck or you're in your contact list. But it's the idea to have a elevator pitch, I call it, short pitch, and then also a like a brochure, you know, a brochure which can explain what you're doing. I say that because you don't really ask people for getting you the money. You educate them. Well, really, what you're doing is providing an opportunity for others to actually make money alongside you. I think once you understand that, um, it's not about asking anybody for anything. But I know that some people, especially when they're starting out, are hesitant 
to syndicate and to ask. So um, I guess I'm curious, when you started syndicating, did you approach your friends and say, hey, here I am and I'm doing this deal and I want to give you the opportunity? Is that how you went about it? Exactly. From one investor, Tara, you know, back then, 15 years back, I sat in the living room. I talked about it. You know, he gave me $50,000 check within like 30 minutes or so. But I had a little small PowerPoint. I was very excited and motivated to talk about multifamily because apartments, he was investing in single family homes. So he knew what real estate was. And, you know, it's just a lot of, you know, investors have come after that. But you're right. It's that passion to share the story, why and what you'll be buying with the collected funds. You don't have to syndicate. You could even do takes tenants in common or joint ventures, we call it, where you could put the deal together, smaller deals, you could do joint ventures. It's done all the time. But the big thing is, if you could have all the money yourself, you don't need to pull other people together, then you keep 100% of the cash flow and the equity gain. But if you need to progress and you know uh, get more people to help out and get returns, then you pull the money together, which is syndication. Right, because even if you have a lot of disposable income, there's a limit to how many deals you can do all by yourself, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. So Vinny, tell us before we go, give me like one great life story um, building that you feel really proud of that you bought at a certain price. And oh my gosh, you know, I think our biggest strength is our kids, Neil and Monica. You know, uh, Neil went to Berkeley, electrical engineer, computer scientist, and Monica went to UCLA and MBA. And she's part of our company, partner in the business. Our company brand is Monil, which is Monica and Neil put together. So that's a really small story. We really take a lot of pride in charities and all, and a lot of different things we are doing. We have diversified. That's my next pride is into senior assisted living because I'm a senior. I'll be 70 this year. In well, you look great. Right. <laughs> Thank you. You know, but the key thing is to really be passionate about serving others. So multifamily, senior assisted living and memory care, I'm building from ground ups now. Which part of the country are you doing that in? Definitely Florida. Nine projects are going on in Florida, Virginia, and then Michigan, my partner has built a lot, Tennessee, Arizona. So we are moving from East Coast to West Coast. And it's so strong. 30 years from now, we'll be about 90 million seniors. What? 95 million seniors. So the whole spectrum is going to be changing. And I think, you know, we are on that. And then startups is my passion. Bitcoin mining is my passion and some unicorns. I'm, you know, kind of getting into a lot of stuff now. Well, that's how you keep young, Vinny. You're constantly uh, exploring new possibilities. I absolutely love that. Vinny, it's really been a pleasure having you on. I think there's so much to learn from you. Number one, I think is really your positive attitude. I think it starts with all of that. And I think when you have that, other things will flow. And you also are obviously really smart and savvy, um, but you're, you're doing it from your heart. And that passion really comes through. 
And so it's it's really a pleasure to meet people like you. Thank you for coming on my show, Vinny. Thank you so much. I do want to show, this is in my you know, bookcase, attitude is everything. You know, attitude is little thing that makes a big difference. Happiness is not the state to arrive at, but rather a manner of traveling. It's just amazing. The pleasure you get from your life is equal to the attitude you put into it. I just wanted to say to your audience, if you'd like a free copy of my book, Apartment Syndication Made Easy, we have a website, apartmentsyndicationmadeeasy.com. Google, you make everything so easy. (laughs) That's a great offer. So I will put that in my show notes and everyone can reach out to me or to you to get that. That's really wonderful. Thank you so, so much. I look forward to speaking again. I feel like there's so many more things we can talk about. You are really a a great person to have in this real estate world. So thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ajana. And God bless you with all the happiness and success in what you're doing. God bless you. Thank you. Bye for now. 